Well, blessed people, uh, I am coming to you today at this time, East African time, and it serves me indeed a great pleasure and honor and privilege to come to you at this time. This is a tremendous moment in the history of the church when the revival of preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah is on and every nation is given the exact opportunity to be able to prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. So this moment is unequaled. This is a moment like no other ever since the church was conceived, ever since the church was launched uh, at the Calvary and uh, well, uh, blessed people, again, like I said, this is a very powerful time in the history of the church. Uh, this hour, we are seeing a tremendous churning and stirring of the church by the Holy Spirit to prepare for the honor of the church, the one that died for the church, our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus the Messiah. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful time, a very mighty time ever since the Lord launched this mission on preparing the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Uh, we know very well that the original mission of the church, as the Lord set out the church, was to be able to connect mankind to heaven. Again, let us remember the original mission as to why the Messiah started the church. The Messiah was sent to connect fallen man, mankind, the world, to heaven. And so, when he launched the church, he burst out the church and launched the church at Pentecost, the purpose remains and remained to connect mankind to heaven. And along the way, you know very well the narrative of the church, that along the way the church lost direction and lost way but that did not surprise the Lord because it was long foretold, it was long prophesied that there would be a fall, there would be apostasy, and there would be need for a refreshing, a renewal, a revival, a resuscitation, a rehabilitation of the church. And that's why when the mission that is inscribed in the Bible was launched upon the release of these two prophets of heaven, then I am saying it has been a beautiful time, a wonderful time, an awesome time, a refreshing time, because finally again, heaven has been connected to the earth. The earth has connected to heaven to fulfill the original mission of the church. You know, over time, the church has done other things. The church has engaged herself in other procedures, practices, and ways. And in so doing, she has lost contact with heaven. But when the Lord sent us, you can see that again the ministry of Christ and Messiah was fully restored to connect the church, connect fallen man, connect the world to heaven. And that's why you see the visitation of the cloud of God has been coming to the earth, the visitations again. God is connected to heaven, uh, to, to, to the earth. Heaven is connected to the earth. God is connected to his people again. And that's why, that's the importance, if you do not know. That has been the full message, the complete message of the visitations you see in Menengai, Kisumu, Kapkatet, Kericho, uh, the, the visitations you see in Lima, Peru. But today I come to you with a lot of great, wonderful joy in my heart 
praise the Lord. Why? Because eventually you see the repentance taking root in this land. You see that the revival that the Lord has brought to this land surpasses human effort, surpasses human frustration, surpasses all human calculations. Why? Because I now can put together from the article that the Standard newspaper wrote yesterday, the article that covered fully the meeting of the Lord that took place on March 24th, the year 2019, at the Central Park in Nairobi here. You can see very clearly that that is now an act of repentance from the Kenyan media. The Kenyan media now repenting and saying, no, we did not understand this. We may not have known him, but this is now who he is. This is now who these prophets are. And published word for word the message that was, uh, uh, was given by the Lord on March 24th, the year 2019, at Central Park, Nairobi. So this is a very refreshing time. This is a powerful time when you put it together with the National Assembly, the lawmakers of this country within the parliament building coming together also and saying, no, 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 no. The mightiest prophets of the Lord we know. What they stand for we know. And look now, all that was written was fake and false against them. You put all together, you see a nation that is repenting. And I know also that I've been receiving from the highest authorities on all this, and the message has been very clear, that we repent. That we repent that such a thing could happen in this land. That we need the help of the Lord for this nation to navigate her way into her posterity, her future. Whether while still on the earth or eternally, in eternity, into heaven. So this is an awesome time when I looked at that article yesterday with the bishops here. Then I realized, and previously, I think, past weeks before Central Park, they took it upon themselves to advertise the meeting, free of charge, half page, quarter page, very expensive uh, practice to do. And uh, that is an act of repentance by this nation. And really, really, it goes a long way to underscore the fact that this nation is remorseful and this nation is beginning to understand the treasure of revival that the Lord has deposited here. And so I think this finally should bring to finality all this that uh, you people have gone through, uh, the pains you people have gone through, because now you see the truth has been published, the message of the coming of the Messiah. There is no greater thing than to see a national newspaper in the land publish about the glorious coming of the Messiah. And you know the paper is circulated all over the country. So now that helps to cure, that helps to cure the malady, the infirmity that had been uh, inflicted, uh, uh, attempted to be inflicted upon the mission of the Lord. And that now again positions Kenya to the same advantage place they have been before. But now you can also look at Kenya at their worst. Look at all those uh, pictures that you see on Jesus is Lord Radio. Dot info, and you see that Kenya at her worst still has the biggest revival on the face of the earth. So surely I can see very clearly that the gains have been preserved, that the gains are here, even as the Lord navigates this mission to other nations, but the gains are here. The gains for the Messiah must be preserved. And I'm also happy that until now, 
I know that uh, as the Lord prepares to launch his two prophets to Israel, until now, though, the Lord has not mentioned the time. So still, again, from this place, the Lord is going to transmit the announcement and the instruction regarding the glorious coming of the Messiah. He's going to transmit the announcement and the instruction for the glorious coming of the Messiah from this place, from Kenya, to all other nations. And even as the Lord does that, even as the Lord does transmit the announcement, the instruction and the message on the glorious coming of the Messiah, and the daily conversation God has been having with the church, ever since he sent these two prophets, you have seen the living God, the God of the Bible, because on a daily basis, you see there's a conversation regarding the coming of the Messiah, regarding the church. And I know that for a long time, I have not shared with most of you, but the core, at the core, at the center of this mission is the redemption of Israel, the national revival of Israel. So all these processes that you hear, the conversation regarding relocation, regarding launching from Israel, all these are within the paradigm, within the framework, the grand master plan for which this mission was launched on the earth. That eventually, as the Gentile church, the Gentile nation, is launched within the heart, and the heart of that mission, the rapture of the Gentile church, is the redemption of Israel. So Israel is always sitting at the center of all this. But uh, we saw very clearly, blessed people, that the conversation the Lord had uh, at Central Park, Nairobi, was very well pegged, very well riveted on the mission of the Christ, the original mission of the Christ, and on the mission of these two mega prophets of eternity, the prophets of the rain, the prophets of the fire, that mission is simple, to separate unto the Lord our people, our people unto the Lord. And that's why you saw me read at Central Park, the book of Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4, which I still read again now for you. The book of Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4. And before I read that, I want to bring to you the greatest joy, the messages of the message of good tidings that I bring today is that there is going to be a mega, mega healing service in this land. And the Lord is going to cause these two tremendous prophets to decree from their residence in Nairobi. And again, you are going to gather yourselves in approximately 84 stadiums. And of course, plus those globally who will care to do so. And the doctors will start earlier. I will let you know when they should start going out. Probably in the next three weeks or so, or four, three weeks, then I'll release the doctors and the medical teams to go deep into the villages and start looking for the cripples that have been abandoned there, the blind that have been abandoned there, for whom there are no appliances in hospitals to address their, their disabilities, their problems, their sicknesses. And I think about four weeks from now, in about four weeks' time, I will be able to release the pastors, the overseers, the bishops, and the doctors, the senior directors of medical services that the Lord has privileged us with. Remember, only Kenya does this. In all those countries abroad, I've never seen the directors of medical services coming and saying, can we verify for you the, the patients and the disabilities, such that when the Lord does heal them, 
the glory is bigger. Only Kenya does this. But I guess this is still a learning curve, a classroom for all the other nations. But in about four weeks' time, I'm going to be sending out the bishops, the senior presiding bishops, the senior overseers, the senior pastors, the senior medical team led by the directors of medical. We have the deputy directors of medical services. We have the senior assistant directors of medical services. We have all the senior doctors, consultants, and specialists who are involved in these surgeons. And they will go out to the villages and pull out the, those abandoned, the abandoned cripples, the abandoned blind, the abandoned deaf, those who are in the village huts, like some of them, the Nyabutos. We know very well in Kisi, Nyamira area, Kisi there, that uh, the Nyabutos, it was a complete family that was totally crippled. When we went there, we know what we found. We found them, they had no help. They were helping themselves there, relieving themselves in the house and on their own, and they were crippled, three of them. But that is the kind of dilapidation. Until the Lord raised, it, raised them, lifted them, lifted them from the soil. He lifted them up from the sand. And now they are walking, they're doing their life as normal now. Now they are people again. So these are the kind of people we're going to ask the doctors to go out and pull out from the villages, abandon those who don't have fare. The villages, even villagers gave up on them, stopped caring for them. And so these are the cripples and the blind and the deaf and the mute and the paralytics and the lame, spinal cord injuries, the cancer, the tumors that we are going to pull out into your 84 stadiums. About uh, three to four weeks from now, I will announce it when the senior presiding bishops should lead teams out to bring all the sick out into your stadiums, 84 of them or more. And then the Lord will make a decree from Nairobi here. And then from our head office in Nairobi here. And then you'll see what will happen in the land. It would be a wonder. Because the healing anointing that I've seen the Lord release from these two tremendous prophets of eternity is very shocking. This time around, it's absolutely shocking. The freshest anointing and very deep. And when he put me within that presence in front of his throne room, and he showed me that healing service, then even the glory of the Lord, like a mist, pure white glory, came and swept through. And with a sound, like a hissing, holy sound, the passing, just passing around, it was with the, like mist, the glory white like mist. It was such a tremendous, astounding visitation before the throne of God, Yahweh, the one that has sent me to prepare the way for the darling of heaven, for the king, for the Messiah. Amalek that is coming. Now the book of Revelation chapter 18 verse 4 again it says Then I heard another voice from heaven saying Come out from her my people come out from her comma my people comma so that you may not share in her sin neither participate in her plague so this is very powerful, beloved people. The Lord is commanding a separation of his people at this hour. He's commanding that his people be separated at this hour. Why? Because the Messiah is coming. The glorious coming of the Messiah has drawn nigh. And so the Lord is now separating his people, as we saw from Central Park, Nairobi. And he's using the blood of Jesus like he did in Egypt, 
before the plague struck is using the tremendous wonder-working blood of Jesus to separate out his people. And you see the same in the book of Isaiah chapter 48, verse 20, where he says, Go forth out of Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans, with a voice of singing, declare, tell this, cause it to go forth, even to the ends of the earth, say, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. He's talking about a separation that, will take place, that takes place at this point in time. Again, separating his people from the others, that they may not suffer the plagues. They may not suffer what the other will suffer. Again, separating and essentially dividing the earth into two portions and two populations. The book of Romans, Romans chapter 6, talks about the same separation. But before I read Romans chapter 6, I would like to read Jeremiah chapter 51. The book of Jeremiah chapter 51. Jeremiah 51, 44 and 45, blessed people. And he says the following about Jeremiah. I'll get back to 50 also. But Jeremiah 51, 44. And 45 says, again, I'm reading Amplified. I could have read any other versions. It says, Jeremiah 51, blessed people, verses 40.45, it says, And I will punish and execute judgment upon Baal, the God in Babylon, and take out of his mouth that he has swallowed up the sacred vessels and the people of Judah and elsewhere who were taken captive. The nations will not flow anymore to him. Yes, the wall of Babylon has fallen. And we have other versions too of the same. I'm reading, let me open other versions here. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 51. And this is what he says. Jeremiah chapter 51. He says, verse 44, 45. Jeremiah 51. Now, in King James he says, 44, 45. And I will punish Baal in Babylon, and I'll bring forth out of his mouth that which he had swallowed up. And the nations shall not float together anymore unto him. Yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. And then he goes 45. My people, go ye out of the midst of her. Deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. Again, when you read it from um, the New American Standard, he says, I will punish Baal in Babylon and I will make what he has swallowed come out of his mouth. The nations will no longer stream to him. Even the wall of Babylon has fallen down. And I says, I will punish Baal in Babylon and make him spew out, puke out, vomit, out of out what he has swallowed. 
the nations will no longer stream to him, and the wall of Babylon will fall. Come out, out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Run for your lives. Run from the fierce anger of the Lord. And this conversation has been well spoken eloquently in the message that was delivered at Central Park uh, on the 24th of March this year, the year 2019, when the Lord spoke very clearly with absolute certainty that there is a tribulation that is coming and a great tribulation that follows that. And all that is well inscribed in the Bible and everybody now is a little bit enlightened on what is coming to the earth. But he's saying that every time before such a storm hits the earth, the Lord has a protocol that he executes. He always separates his people from the wrath. There are certain people that he endears himself to. He calls my people, his people. And then he separates them from the storm, the thunderstorm, from the wrath that is coming. We all know that the Lord is coming to judge this wicked world, the Antichrist, and the entire world that will be worshipping the devil at that time, at that point in time. And so, this message of separation, blessed people, is the one I pronounced to you today as we celebrate the fact that Kenya is now getting back to her feet. Kenya is now resuscitating. She's taking back her position. She's regaining. She's re, re, beholding, beholding our glory again. The revival that the Lord has placed in this land again. The newspapers, the secular newspapers, are publishing the message of the glorious coming of the Messiah. What a greater time in the land. And I want to declare today there to be massive celebration across this country that now finally in every office, in every marketplace, in every street, people can read about the glorious coming of the Messiah. That is a big achievement what the Standard newspaper has done. They have done a big thing. The other time it was the K24 TV that brought out the message of the Lord and the defining the stripes of the moment of the hour when the Lord commanded from, from, from Italy that in Lima, Peru, uh, when the two prophets walked there, that heaven would open and then rain would come. Then it rained even crystals and dust of gold. And so, I just want to reemphasize this entire message at this hour when Kenya now is beginning to celebrate uh, getting back to our feet because the healing services are coming. The word explosion will continue. The word expo, exposition of the word, will continue. Then it's such a powerful time because many, many quarters from the authorities in the land, they have called me and told me, continue with the word explosion in this land. They have called me and told me that that is a mega transformation that is taking place in the land. The lives of people are being transformed. People are being prepared for eternity. People are being told to be more righteous, to be holy, to be repentant. There's no awesome, greater thing to happen to a populace, a people, a nation, than to see their eventual transformation to be a more righteous population. And so, this separation here is very powerful because that message that was delivered at Central Park, it really trumpeted the original mission of the church. The church was called out when the Lord launched the church. Our calling was to separate out a people unto the Lord, to connect the earth, to connect the world, to connect mankind that had fallen back to their inheritance, back to their destiny in heaven. And so I celebrate today as I'm talking about the wonderful uh, uh, broadcast and dissemination that the Standard Newspaper has done. 
I celebrate with you, Kenya. God prepares the mission to Israel. We don't know when it takes place, whether before the rapture or after the taking of the saints, but whichever the time it will take place, I've seen myself there executing the mission of the Lord. But at the center of this, at this prime time, is separation. This message that trumpeted the doctrine of separation at Central Park, and you see very clearly that that separation that was being exalted at Central Park by the Lord is essentially asking you people as Kenyans to separate from sin, to separate out totally from sin. And that's why I mentioned Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 5, for example, still celebrating the same separation the Lord is carpeting today. That was the original mission. It remains the mission of the Lord. It remains his commitment that the church, as she continues to execute her life, separation, a separated Christian lifestyle, must be at the core center of her being. Now, Romans chapter 6, Romans 6, 1 to 5, or 1 to whichever, you can read as far as you want when you get time, but that is a continual celebration on separation. Because it says, dead to sin and alive in Christ. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that the grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How then can we live in it any longer? Verse 3. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were essentially baptized into his death? And we were therefore buried with him through the baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. In other words, a resurrected life. That is again now the trumpeting and the exalting of separation. And you can read on and on all the way down. Separation. This separation that the church needs to undertake right now. If you read Second Corinthians chapter 6, same thing. It talks from verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 6 from 14 to 18. It repeats the same thing. Exalting separation. The original mission of the church. Why you became a Christian. He said, do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and the light? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? So, blessed people, still on this separation, verse 16, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, Jehovah. As God said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Verse 17. Therefore, come out of them and be separate, says the Lord. This is the same clarion call that you had made. You heard him making that clarion call at Central Park, March 24th, this year, 2019. That come out of them, lest you share into their conversation and share into their plans. You share in their sin and share in their judgment. 
And he says, touch not clean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father unto you, and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That is the my people church that the Holy Spirit is building at this hour. But to emphasize this and to bring it to closure in this broadcast today, I want to run back to the book of Matthew. Same Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 5, still on the same emphasis on separation. And that's why today it serves me with great joy that the standard newspaper has stood out. They have stepped out and said, I think the messages that are being released by these prophets are such a treasure and they have decided to carry it. Can you imagine a secular newspaper? Only in Kenya this happens. And this is a beautiful revival time. Those are the hallmarks of revival. And I think today this brings to finality the morning that has been going on here of the abuse and the blackmail. Because the standard newspaper has essentially cured it. They, are, they have cured that malady. They have come out and said, no, we will now carry the message of the Lord. And that is a tremendous act of repentance in the land. I know there is a national repentance. Working with authorities, we are working on that. But I am talking about now the people on the ground. Their act, their conduct that bespeaks repentance, bespeaks remorse. The book of Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5 from verse 29, look at what he says here. Matthew 5, 29 on, he says, If your right eye causes you to sin, gorge it out and throw it away, in other words, into basura in Spanish, into the garbage, into abfile for German. Again, I repeat verse 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better you go, sorry, it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go to hell. This is a very powerful message on separation. This is what I'm talking about. The Lord is saying that if there is anything that entices you to sin, that causes you to sin, then you have to separate from that thing. And that is still the same message the Lord transmitted, was trumpeting, on March 24th, the year 2019, from Central Park, Nairobi. And I know that many have asked me that we may be able to set up a particular regime, a particular calendar for the Central Park Revival, for the Nairobi Revival, for the Nairobi Sunday Gospel Crusade. And maybe we'll hear what the Lord says. As the Lord navigates me to the other, the other counties, the other places before I leave the land, as the Lord takes me now, of course, we are planning the meetings to, to Bongoma, to Kisumu, to Maralal, to, to Kitale, Mombasa, and all these as we wait on the timing of the Lord. But uh, you can see very clearly that the Lord is championing separation, a separated Christian lifestyle, essentially separation from sin. And that's why he really, really came out we, we are very big. He came out big on that thread, the scarlet thread that was being used to distinguish between the firstborn 
and the second born, so that the first born may enjoy certain rights. And he used parents as an example. He said, no, corruption cannot separate. You cannot do that separation by corruption. There is so much that goes into that uh, dysfunction that you saw take place when parents and Zera were being born, when Zera stretched out his hand and received the scarlet ribbon, the scarlet thread, and then later it only turns out that Perez is the firstborn. He's saying that when the Messiah is coming, separation cannot be executed by corruption. That Perez had to take his place as the firstborn, and I read for you the lineage of the Messiah, that indeed the Messiah came from Perez. He came through the lineage of Perez. So corruption cannot execute that separation. But you see that same message, you see that message, the prototype of that message in the church today. He's saying that corruption in the church cannot be the instrument that executes that separation. It will collapse. So that's why Zerah, whether Zerah means the scarlet thread or scarlet ribbon, scarlet cord, still the parents, parents have to take his place because this separation is executed from the throne of God Almighty in heaven. And that's why Matthew 5, 29 to 30 really speaks speaks into this separation, blessed people. This mega separation, this mighty separation, the separation that the church ought to understand, undertake, and behold in her Christian lifestyle. Separation from sin. Separation from anything, temptation also. Anything that will entice you and snare you to sin. Separation from the world. There's so much about separation that the Lord is now bringing to the nations of the earth and to the house of the Lord. And that's why today I want to celebrate so much what the standard newspaper did. And I want to thank the Lord that now that heals, that cures this whole thing. And I told you people that that is the testimony that you don't have to fight back. All you need is to let the testimony of your life be speak. Let the testimony of your life, the, the cripples that are walking, the blind that are seeing. When has the Lord ever used a sinful man, a sinful person, to, to do such mighty works, to command the sun to clap, to cause him point from <laughs> point his glory from heaven, like he says is going to take place soon again. And so right now the Lord is commanding the church in this nation and beyond to observe separation in their lives. And I'm very glad that this has been transmitted to you, even by the secular mass media, that this nation may never have a case before the Lord that you may know that the Lord has spoken separation, but the world may know that the message of separation has been well transmitted, has been well uh, trumpeted to the nations, to the church, to the body of Christ, and so you know what to do as a believer. Execute separation from sin, separation from anything that will entice you to sin, temptations in other words, separation from this dark world. This is time to separate, that you may be able to see the glorious kingdom of God. Now, I have come forth to announce that there is going to be a mega healing service. I have seen that healing service. There is going to be massive historic healing, historic mega healing that will take place, including the miracles of creation that will take place in this land and beyond for those who care to partake of the healing service. And I know that right now the Lord is preparing the nations, and I'm still asking the Lord on the exact paradigm, the exact calendar, the exact timing, of the mission to Israel. There is another visitation that is supposed to take place in Lima, Peru, when the cloud of God, the dark cloud,
comes all the way from heaven and settles on me, right in the eyes of everybody, and then it rains. All these things have been said and pronounced. They will come to pass. But we have to wait on the timing of the Lord. So may the Lord bless you, precious people. And I ask you to celebrate this moment. Why? Because the Lord has come through. The Lord is now announcing to you the coming of the Messiah. You have seen the wonders not seen before. You've seen the healing historic. You've seen the message of separation trumpeted to you. And now you know how to walk as a Christian. The original mission of the church was that the Lord Jesus came to separate out our people unto the Lord. And that's why at Central Park in Nairobi, I did read from the book of Revelation at Central Park in Nairobi. I read from Revelation chapter 5 on what the Lord did when he came to launch the church. And I read very clearly the book of Revelation chapter 5. And I read verse 9 where he said, And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open his seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and every language and every people and every nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. So I celebrated this in Central Park. You had the Lord raise this scripture. Why? Because this is sitting at the core, at the living core, the living center of the mission of the Christ to launch the church, to launch the salvation of the grace. Separate out the people, purchase the people unto the Lord. So may the Lord help you today. But I'm celebrating with you that a healing service is coming. Other conferences are coming in this land. So if the devil thought that the revival, the gains of the Messiah had made in this land were finally collapsing, I have such news for the devil that the revival is going to be stronger and stronger and stronger and bigger and greater. They call it bigger and better. It's going to be much bigger and better. Bigger and better. You can see Kenya in their worst. Now look at the pictures on the web at their worst. They have a monumental revival. How bigger than will be the other revival? And the other nations too, when the Lord now releases me to visit those nations. So the game the Messiah is making across the earth will continue on and on. And I bless the church in China. I bless the senior bishops in China for the great zeal they're exuding, the great work they're doing in China. And the Lord will release me to those nations too. May the Lord bless you to the Arabah. The Messiah is coming. Make sure you live a separated life, a holy life, a righteous life, a life that is befitting to the honorable cross and the blood that our King, the Lord Jesus, brought unto the church. Shalom to the, to the Arabah.